0: We there? Something like that,
1: isn't it? I think yeah. I think we're we're absolutely there.
0: In around it, isn't it funny because it's it's live, and but it's live. It's bright and outside. it's live. It's live yeah. and it's light. Uh,
1: <laughs> it's like a German transfer window.
0: I know it's live. It's live. Uh, good evening. Uh, it's very late. <laughs> and welcome to the transfer roundup of two up top with myself, Gav Mac, and Stuart Mitchell or Stuart Michelle, as I like to call him sometimes, make it sound a bit more continental. We are live from the the
1: Los Los Angeles, baby, California.
0: Indeed. And we're just going to round up a couple of the transfer bits and bobs. That's what we're going to do. Um, There's a couple of late deals that have gone through. West Ham in particular. They've finally got their man in Jared Bowen. He's a championship striker. Is he going to be able to step up in the Premier League, bearing in mind he hasn't had any pre-season or anything like that, is coming at the end of January and West Ham
1: are in a bit of a relegation battle. I think there's a couple of points to raise here. Right, so so first and foremost, they've got their man. They've been they've been looking at him for a while. Um, he was sought after by many a person he, as well. Was, Newcastle wanted him, he, Villa wanted him. He was sought after. Um, so there's a couple of questions to answer right here. Like, First of all, this is a big name transfer at the end of, of the transfer window, which signifies a big change in what used to happen in January you know we've seen some big names in January Um, it makes a big change in terms of what we're used to seeing Mm -hmm. second of all you know you you, you have to look at the 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 impact that he's going to have because I think West Ham have their striker you know Haller is a Haller is a real West Ham striker and the way that I look at things you know, Haller is a guy who can make a big impact on West Ham.
0: Haller's got a lot of love on this show.
1: A lot of love because I think he's a he's a good, good Premier League striker for not a good team, right? And we'll go into this a bit later with, you know, a, a, <laughs> a few a few big a clubs few that had an and, and, a, and a Manchester United signing. I think particularly of which we'll see a a good lower league striker. Join a big, big league team, and you know the, the, there's pros and cons. But I think, look, I think they've got their man. I don't necessarily know if it's a, it's an instant impact. But West Ham are in trouble right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's a guy that can save them. I think they maybe have to stick to their core. And I, but David Moyes knows what he's doing. You know, yeah. I, as a Manchester United fan, I truly think that West Ham are not in trouble. I think they'll be fine. Really. I, 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 think... I worry
0: for West Ham because they've sort of been dragged into something. And like uh, the show that we did the other day, uh, myself and Alex Osborne,
1: yeah.
0: I was very... I was, I was annoyed by West Ham. Because and, I felt and I
1: understand like... that as a fan, I would be annoyed by West Ham. Yeah, if I was a fan. Because
0: there's only two people that seem to care in that FA Cup game against, uh, against West Brom. And that was Declan Rice and Mark Noble. They are West Ham. But they are fans. West
1: Ham. Mark Noble is absolutely West Ham. My, I guess my concern is every time West Ham get to a point, they think they're better than they are. Yeah. And so they, they disapprove of that point, you know. Finishing 10th for West Ham is great.
0: And that's the issue. Because I think from a board level, finishing 10th is fine. Financial benefits, everything. They don't care about a cup run. But from a fan's point of view, they're expecting to, especially they beat Man United earlier on this season. And when they won that game, that put them in the top four. I know it was only seven or eight games into the season, yep. but at that point, it got them into the top four. They were thinking, well, we wanted to try and compete with that top six level. Now we're in the top four. Let's go for it. They didn't win another game for nine games on yeah. the spin. So I, I think West Ham, their mentality is all over the place. Going yep. out, they didn't really have much um, going out They brought in Suchek as well for 20 million. million not... It's not exactly a, a, a they, bad they, they do
1: also have a lot of flair players and it doesn't yeah. necessarily suit the club that they are. Like, Don't get me wrong. I love Felipe Anderson. I love Andre Yarmolenko. I, excep- I love Yarmolenko. I think they're exceptional players. I don't necessarily know if they buy into the whole West Ham. And, you know, it, again, if you watch Match of the Day, if you don't watch every game, I bet you'd love Felipe Anderson. I bet you love Yarmolenko. I think yeah. on a daily basis... They're not West Ham. They're not who they are and who they represent. And I th- also think players like this in a situation when you're in trouble, it-, it makes a big difference, right? It's great when they're winning. They look fantastic. They're extremely talented players, but they're not the players that you look to when you're in trouble. And mm. my the way I look at West Ham is... When they're in trouble before, you know, you look at Macnabb, you look at Winston Reid, you look yeah. at, you know, real like, mm, all right, we'll deal with this, gritty, determined, yeah. like, like the high level of t- uh, determination. Which I, which, I, which I think, like, if you look at back at teams that were not attractive that had exceptional results in the Premier League, you look at a Stoke, for example. Whenever they were in trouble, you look at a Ryan Shortcross and a Robert Hoof. Yeah. You know when you know if you looked at teams that were in trouble. You know, Crystal Palace, for example, you know, you would look at their centre-halves, you'd look at their central midfielder, and you're like, all right, we have a bad time. We have people that will grab us by the, by the, by the scruff horns. of the neck, or yeah. the, the horns, and take us out of it. And I, I think West Ham, you know, they have an amazing court. Declan Rice, no doubt, is an exceptional player. Mark Noble is an exceptional heart. I don't know if he's an exceptional player, but... He's definitely someone who's... Performed. He turns, up,
0: he, he turns and, up and he gives everything that he's got,
1: and, every and, game. And, and that's what West Ham is. Yeah. So, I don't know. Going back to your point, which we've, we've probably overran on, is the point is the signing that West Ham just made for a lot of money is not their, their quick fix. Yeah. So, good for them if they're thinking for the future, but I, I, I truly think as a, as a gaffer right now and as a business right now, you got to think from right now, and he is not that person.
0: No, I, 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 I can't not agree with that. Uh, Watford are in a bit of an issue at the moment. Like, are they staying up? Are they not? We don't know. But there was no business
1: really done for them. So how does that sort of leave them? So it's interesting because Watford were dead two months ago. Yeah. Right. There was there was no Watford. They were dead. They're out. And so now it's a case of, and and Pearson is a. Is a great short-term He's fix. He's a good gaffer. He's a good gaffer, and I think right now there's there's not a, a ton of value that it can add in signings. You know, it, signing people is expensive, particularly if you don't make it. And, and this and this window in particular,
0: there's spiked transfer fees in January.
1: Agreed. And. I look at this from a... So I'm a business person. I look at this from a business perspective. There were not a ton of people out there that can make a quick impact that could improve their situation. I think Mm. they're doing very well. And, you know, Watford are a cutthroat club from a managerial perspective. And they've been here before. Yeah, They have been here before. They've made changes. They were dead. I truly think Watford will survive. And I think the players they have at their disposal right now will keep them up. Yeah. And I don't think that spend there's a there's a there's a risk at spending money that a there's an a, expectation that you bring a player in that they expect to play particularly in a situation like this like let's say they bring a player in from continental Europe yeah. you know, Spain Italy Portugal okay mm-hmm. cool I'm the big guy give it to me they have no time to afford anyone to sell yeah so I think there's a lot to be said for not signing anyone not selling anyone is a different different kettle fish but not signing anyone, trusting the players they believe in. If you look at the last seven to eight games, Watford are not a relegation side. And I truly believe there is enough teams in trouble in the Premier League that they will be fine. Do you think that is a new manager bounce
0: or do you actually genuinely believe that Watford are safe under Pearson?
1: Um, I mean, you could say that about any Watford team in the last seven years. <laughs> Everything is a new manager bounce. You know, every... It's funny at the top, everyone thinks sustain so like let's get a big guy in, let's keep him for seven, ten years. Watford have made a reputation for themselves that does not does not fit every other club. You know, mm. the second we get shit, we'll get a new guy. Yeah, we'll get a new guy. It'll wake people up, and they just continues to do it. And it continues to work, and it breaks the whole mold that everyone thinks. Mm. They have the talent to be a ten to sixteen Premier League club from a face value perspective. But changing the managerial perspective gets people on their toes, and, and I think it works for them. It works for them. Uh,
0: Chelsea are a prime example of cutthroat seniority, yep. and when it comes to to get rid of managers, now Chelsea did everything they could to ensure that they were going to be available to sign players in this January window. Yeah. Yet they didn't sign anybody. They didn't,
1: and I think there's a few things to look at right here. So. So first and foremost, the best, the best and most talented players in the, in the window are at a premium in January.
0: Yeah. So if they sign... Chelsea have been prime example of that. When they signed Suarez, not Suarez, sorry. Um, they signed uh, Torres yep. for
1: maybe at that time more than they should have exhorted for... So, so, so let's look at the situation right now. If, if Chelsea had unlimited funds and they signed Messi, they signed Neymar, they signed Ronaldo as their front three... How would it impact their season?
0: Well, they don't have to worry about what's going on. Ness, not necessarily at the back line, but probably from a higher level, is Lampard the right man for the job? Should we give a little bit more respect to him? You know, like how, how but, does that sort but of happen?
1: matter? Of the fact is, it's what. How could their season get better and how could their season get worse? We're Chelsea, Chelsea are in the top four. They're in a grey space. Chelsea have kind of a fluid. It does, they have a bit of a freedom this year. Mm. And the transfer ban is part of that, the, the the DNA of the team is part of that. And it's, it, you know, as a Chelsea fan, it probably sucks. It probably, yeah. it probably not great, but but there's some power to that freedom, right? Um, and I don't think there's a ton of value in them signing, you know what, like Dries Mertens was available. Yeah, Cavani is available. Cavani is available, but- is a- Chan he's got uh, to, uh, and uh, we'll and we'll go into that but what is the va- what sixth month value is that to chelsea mm. and you know they, there's a few players they're mega invested in tammy abraham seems to be one um, you know there's a lot of investment that, that chelsea are making and a short term fix which don't get me wrong, Chelsea have built on short-term fixes, right? Yeah. Like, you look at oh, that, you look, that, that's what from, my argument from, was, from, uh, based from a, from on a, from a managerial what was from a managerial perspective, Gus Hitting, short-term fix. Ancelotti, short-term fix. Nicholas and Elkert, short-term fix. But you look at them from a long-term perspective, they kind of have a little bit of a freedom to them right now because no one expects them to win. Yeah. So, why not reset? Why not not spend the money like for them, do you see them winning the Premier League next year?
0: No, not at all. So where
1: where does Cavani, unless, unless So where thing. does Cavani fit? Mm, well, it's a it's money wasted for Vanity.
0: Cavani. The issue with Cavani is not necessarily the player he is; it's more the wages that he will demand, because he has been at Palermo. It's above like, it's a Palermo me. legend, uh, and then he was also with uh, PSG. Oh, sorry, Napoli. Napoli. He went. He would have been on a the, the, on a penny I mean, penny back then. He, but he it's, went not, to PFC, it's not, it's not even money, about finances. So
1: he it's, wants it's, money. But it's also about finding a way of play that is very short term to, to be short term and not win. Yeah. And they're not good enough to win right now. Uh,
0: so one player that has left Chelsea is the young right back um, Lamperty, who's then joined Brighton. Now, Brighton have done a bit of, I think they've done a right in terms of business yeah. uh, with this window. Gaetan Bong's left. But I don't think they really cared much about Gaitan Bong anyway. Um, Aaron Moy, he was on loan from Huddersfield, yep. But now they've signed a permanent deal, uh, rumoured to be around the five million mark.
1: Which is which is probably ten fifteen million under underpaid, by the way. I, I, mean,
0: th- I, I think th- it's fantastic. Player. I truly
1: think for a bottom for a bottom ten team. He's a top ten midfielder. He is, no, he generally is. I, yeah, he's
0: got. He's one of those sort of players that I believe that delivers heart in yeah. every performance that he gives. The the performance only a couple of it's weeks. Heart ago. with flair
1: as well. It's not heart in terms yeah. of Sunday morning the racecourse. A lot, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's heart with exceptional talent because even, even he's a very the game, good
0: the, that they um, they lost three one against uh, against Bournemouth. Yeah, big six pointer down the bottom. He'd scored the goal to bring it back to 3-1. But yep. for me, I felt that he ran the whole midfield that day. He, um, they've also got Licardia back. And yeah, they've got Lam- Lambertier. So, so, so.
1: Licardia is someone that I've always seen as a, an exceptional player. He's mm. Someone I've known and watched for a long time. Yeah. I, I, think, I think I I think, think maybe... And, and they paid a lot. Brighton broke a transfer record for him. They pay him a lot of money. I, mm. there, there's a work ethic and what I would assume a communication thing. They've brought him back. I think, you know, when Brighton were good, it was Glenn Murray, and they brought an exceptionally talented striker in, but Glenn Murray worked. Yeah. Maybe Lucario is the out, maybe it will work, but I think maybe the timing of that transfer was wrong, and he maybe made the wrong decision. I think he's an exceptionally talented player that someone will see again.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, Liverpool, they did their business very, very early. They bought in um, in Minamino from Salzburg. He's had a
1: couple of games. He
0: hasn't really done anything in the first couple of games. I but just you need I, a little I, bit of time I, to settle. I think into at the, the end Premier of the league. day,
1: it's not a time to be judging Liverpool's transfer window. They're going to win the league. That they're, they're in by um, You know, it's, it's it's barely worth discussing. it. It's like Man United being thirty points clear years ago and signing from Blomqvist. No one cares. They'll be fine. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be they'll be fine. Minamino, I'm sure, is a talented player, and if he's not, he he, no, he is a good player. Uh, and you know what? If he's not. It doesn't matter. They're the most talented team and one of the most exceptional Premier League teams I've ever seen. I was going to walk away. No, from one, the, no one's ever going to forget about. Us,
0: I was please. going to walk away from the Premier League for a moment because um, Minamino was in the same squad as 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 Haaland. Yeah. And Haaland has joined Borussia Dortmund for yep. a fee of seventeen million pounds, which five goals a, this, he scored in fifty-six minutes. It's
1: a it's a conversation that, that that I brought up earlier when we when we were talking and. I have to wonder what the director of football or whatever the German equivalent is at Borussia Dortmund is, is, is doing because, you know, first of all, look, they're exceptional <clears> at <throat> finding hidden talent, but Hum was not hidden talent. You know, it was very public. Everyone knew he was good. You know, we were talking about him and breaking all kinds of Champions League records. And then, you know, great signing, but let, let, let's talk about what happened today. Mm. Emre Chan, Chan. Chan is a is a proven, exceptionally talented football player. That you know what, he he did the thing where the team that he was in, he didn't see how he was going to win, and so.
0: For the purpose of the we, podcast,
1: we we have a dog here. One second uh, today and. Yeah.
0: Uh, this little Daisy, she loves it, but um, yeah. she's also got, <laughs> she also got a little squeaky toy, um, and she's now uh, been put outside for a whole minute, yeah. anyway. Anyway, so, 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 so
1: Emre Chan <laughs> is someone that is a proven winner, is an exceptional, is an exceptional holding midfielder, you know, very talented. At what he does, don't get me wrong, ran into a lot of competition at Juventus because, from a squad depth perspective, there is no competition right now mm-hmm. in globally and you look at things and you but but the matter of the fact is Manchester United need someone like that Arsenal need like someone like that
0: Spurs could do with Spurs? someone like that Chelsea could do with someone like that even Liverpool, City
1: even City I think it's better City than, could I think could a, because they
0: yeah. they're using
1: Fernandinho as a center half yeah exactly which allows for for a, a real and I wonder you know what is the uh, if there's an anti-English, anti-Premier League thing, but you you have to look at it and the the exceptional magic that Borussia Dortmund can continue to do over the last ten years, mm. that they seem to get players at a, a significant snippet of what their supposed yeah, transfer step value is at a cup because price. and mm. and there's no Klopp now. People don't want to play for Klopp. You know, there, there, there's a value that is is very different. And yeah. so it seems like, it seems like they have like a special sale compared to the market and, and good for them. I don't
0: understand how they get away I with don't it get
1: every it. single time. I mean, Pablo yeah. Alcacer has gone back to
0: Spain as yeah. well. Um, there's, 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 there's many, there's there's a lot of, there's a lot going on with them. I, I really, it, it is crazy. In um, talk about movement. Southampton, they've bought in Carl Walker Peters on loan from Tottenham, but then, uh, Suarez, um, Cedric Suarez has gone on loan to Arsenal. I'm really confused by that. Would, not, would it not benefit Southampton keeping a uh, Portuguese international footballer at their club rather than putting them out
1: on loan to Arsenal? So there's ways to look at this, right? Like it, Coldwater Pete is, is, is an exceptional talent that needs to. Maybe get out of a shadow that he's been stuck in at the Tottenham Hotspur, right?
0: And they've also got uh, Tanganga, who's now s- s- come out of nowhere yeah. and has gone above
1: Carl Walker-Peters in the pecking order yeah. at Tottenham at right-back. So, there's there's two ways to look at this. Cedric Suarez, three or four years ago, was an emerging exceptional right-back. And I think, you know, people knew him for that. Yeah. You know, he was too good for his team. And so... It's a it's a move that makes sense for both sides. Like Suarez was a reacher upper, and Carl Walker Peters is a guy that needs the representation to be playing every week so that he can emerge his career. So honestly, I think Suarez was maybe not you know not the guy that he wanted to be anymore. I think there's there's a lot to be said for a fed up player that's hit his pinnacle. Mm -hmm. So I think it works for both. Both sides, right? I think you'll see Carl Walcott Peters come through and be hungry and really want it. And Southampton are one of the most improved sides. Again, Southampton were a dead team six weeks ago, <laughs> two they're, months they're
0: ago. Six, six and in the last nine games have yeah. won in all competitions. Yeah. They're, they're, so they're, there's they're a really lot, the
1: there's a lot of pros to that. And I, I think this is a, this is a long-term upgrade for for Southampton as a team. I think there's a, there's a, there's a good chance that it's an upgrade for Arsenal. But I think you know what. There's a, there's a lot to be said for playing playing for a guy who wants up.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um Tottenham in terms of full backs going out, Danny Rose, he's gone to Newcastle on loan. What benefit will that have to Danny Rose? And does that scupper his
1: England chances in the summer? I think it's a, I think it's a long term like Danny Rose was dead at Tottenham. Yeah. And that's a that's a real big thing. I don't necessarily even think that Danny Rose has much of a future with England. Danny Rose is what, 31?
0: He's as old as that.
1: I think he's 30, 31. He's younger than me. Well, he's younger than me, technically. Yeah, again, regardless, I think Danny Rose needs to resurrect his career. Um, Exceptionally talented player. Maybe not exceptionally, very talented player that needs to reinvigorate himself. I think Steve Bruce, like the Newcastle setup, humble, work hard, no egos. We'll see how it works out, but I think it's a good opportunity for Danny Rose to maybe reinvent himself. And if he doesn't, there's nothing. There's nothing lost. Mm. So I think it's a it's a good move for everyone. Tottenham aren't that bothered. Tottenham be fine. I don't
0: think Tottenham could care less, no. really. Uh,
1: they've had a couple of
0: um, ins. Uh, Gelson Fernandes coming on loan, option to buy. Yeah. Um, lacelso came in in the summer to uh, on loan, but. Yeah. By signing him now, they've actually saved a few quid. So they've Which, got to actually sign him for 27 million, and they've also got Steven Bergwijn from PSV. Yeah. So, so yeah, a, how do you feel those players will be able to fit in? Well, well, um, Gelson in particular, and Bergwijn, fit into the Spurs So I'll,
1: I'll start with Lo Celso, right? He's obviously been there for a little while, and I, I would guess Tottenham have seen more than we've seen. Because... Hey! Tottenham, <laughs> Tottenham are absolutely comfortable. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Sorry. So yeah, don't worry um, about it. We've got a dog in the house, it's brilliant.
1: <laughs> so so Tottenham must have seen more than we've seen with Los Also. Because I think, look, they signed in for a good amount of money, but really, have, have, have we seen enough for them to say something? But I assume they know what they're doing. So then we go to Bergwijn. Mm-hmm. Bergwijn is a player that I've watched for a long time. I really like Bergwijn I because do think, he can play on
0: multiple positions.
1: And he and goes really he goes that. forward well, which I think everyone is looking for, but he has a full package. Like the guy can defend, You know, he's someone that will be very very well watched and I think they've done very well. It's another Tottenham signing that I think there's a few players that Tottenham do really well on that at 20 million, that in three years will be worth 60 to, 60 to 80.
0: What I like about um, Bergwijn is... Is a full Dutch international. Yeah. Not just that, it's the fact that they haven't got a proper, decent number nine anymore. Bastos is awful.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> they haven't got a number nine. So their front three have to do everything forwards yep. and backwards. So you're right, in terms of coming back, he will come home and defend and put yep. a tackle in, and then he will bounce forward and make something of it. And he scores goals. I think. And he scores goals as well. I think Spurs fans really should be excited about yeah. the signing of Steven Bergwijn. Yeah. Really do. Um, Wolves, they haven't really done a lot of business as such. Um, Luke Matheson, who scored against Manchester United yep. for Rochdale, um, he's he's come in for a million pounds. He's only 17. That is a steal. It's yeah. nowadays football and his age I and know, the I British. Just,
1: just, I think Wolves are, uh, Wolves are twisting for the future. Right? They know they're going to be in the Premier League they are a point right now where they
0: could win the Europa League this year and be the Champions they, League football next year.
1: They could. That's a, that's an interesting lot to play, but right now they're they're comfortable and, and respectable. The, given them two three years ago, who who and what were Wolves? So I think they, there's a lot to be said for the fact that they're okay playing for their future, and that's awesome. You know they're doing a really good job of establishing their, establishing themselves in the Premier League, but not. You know, everything is about quick fix in long term, like short term, whatever. They're making signings for two, three, five years, which is exceptional because not many teams can afford to do that. Yeah. So good for Wolves.
0: Yeah. Oh, it really is, uh, and it's great for Midlands football as well. Patrick Tron has gone out on loan to Fiorentina. Which, sh- anyway, which is that Which but that's a shame. It's a I, shame. He, I, he, he I thought when he came,
1: the, I thought when he came to the Premier League, he was a real Premier League striker. Me too.
0: And he's only he's only young as well. 22. Oh, I
1: don't think he's any older than twenty
0: one. Oh, I didn't realize he was as old as that now. Uh, but like he played in the uh, in the Coppa Italia against yeah. uh, Atalanta, and he turned it on. He was brilliant. I, I think he just. It might have been a situation of homesickness.
1: Yeah, and also, look, you know, coming to the Premier League young is is difficult, right? Like, they've seen so many people struggle with it, and, you know, it would be okay, but Raul Jimenez has done a tremendous job for Wolves, and so it's a long way to pull a Portuguese international out for a, a budding interna- uh, Italian international that no doubt one day will look back and say he's had a tremendous career, yeah. but... It's it's a shame because I really thought he would come and do a big thing.
0: And, uh, and Cavalero's gone. Uh, he's been out on loan at uh, Fulham anyway, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it looks right. like that deal p- p- could potentially become permanent. Uh, Manchester United, uh, look right. Manchester United. Rojo's gone out to Estudiantes on loan. I don't think anyone cares about that, but it's what what's, what's coming in. And the two signings that they've made are Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. And. Igalo, which is quite a shock to me.
1: Uh, and it's it's seemingly a shock to everyone, right? But I think you have to look at the risk-reward situation. So from from what I understand from an Igalo perspective, first of all, he's on loan for six months. So there is... Manchester United's season is not on on the... You know, it's not on a win-lose situation. Yeah, United, it's minimal risk. Manchester United already lost this season. Like, it's not great. From what I understand, there are a few other clubs in Fregalo, which Inter, surprised me. Inter Milan, Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. Um, it's a real opportunity for him. You know, yeah. it's a real opportunity for him to say, look, you know, this is my opportunity. I'm an exceptionally talented player. Manchester United are short right now. And I'm, for me, it's a better signer than Josh King because I don't think the, that was There a long, was
0: talk of Josh King, Josh King, uh, yeah. there was a bid rejected. Early on today on transfer deadline it day. It's close to 30 million
1: from close, what I understand.
0: Exactly that. So, and he's not
1: an out-and-out striker, whereas Igalo is. And Igalo is, and if it doesn't work, it's a try before you buy. And you know what? 60, 70% of me says that it's likely going to be a try and a pass. But there's nothing to lose for Manchester United right now. We're not winning anything. If we get top four, it's it's going to be luck rather than judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, there's... You, You know, I actually prefer a signing like this where maybe we uncover something. And, you know, Lukaku scored a lot of goals from Manchester United and kept us in the top four and still kept us out of favour. Maybe Igalo is the same player. You know, he's a big striker. No one like Lukaku. Right now, I would absolutely take Lukaku. He's an exceptional goal scorer. Never let go. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. But again, I think Igalo maybe has that same big guy striker that we will maybe look at. Yeah. Bruno Fernandes is a different phenom.
0: Um Bruno Fernandes looks like he will be starting against Wolves in the Premier League tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, the Premier League review will also be available on Monday as normal, normal time, but from LA again. Um, Bruno Fernandes, what can he bring to Manchester United? Is he... The, the missing link to what you need.
1: So the, there, are, there there's a big thing missing between Manchester United right now and the I think the biggest thing is the service to the forwards. Yeah. And I think everyone can admit that. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at Scott McTominay, you look at Fred, you know, work hard and, and you see a different team when Pogba plays and is at his best. You know, you look at France when they're good. There's a different service to the forwards that... You know they're excited about what they want and, and and they move differently and, you know there's a different type of past, there's a different type of vision. I'm hopeful Bruno Bruno Fernandez can bring that. I don't know if he can. It's a matter of time. It's a matter that, of time. It? It's a matter of risk. You know I've seen him play for Portugal. I think he brings a lot of that, but it's a it's a different world and there's a lot of less time on the ball. It's a lot less pressure. Again, I hope it works out for him. I don't haven't done enough research on him that I. Can be super confident. I'm also just not super confident with this Manchester United team. Mm. They're bringing in an an exceptional flair player that I've seen. You know, we look at things over the last 10 years. Arsenal brought in Mesut Ozil. Great. Exceptional flair player. Wonderful player. Didn't work out. You know, Liverpool have done it a a lot of times. Brought an exceptional flair player. Hasn't worked out. There's a lot of teams that have brought in exceptional players. The number 10 or wherever it may be where you're the creative flair... If the core fundamentals are not in place, which I think Manchester United have a real issue with right now, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm excited, but it doesn't matter. Um, Good round up a couple
0: of transfers very quickly um, before I talk about one team in particular. Um, Palace, um, Cech Tosin, they got him in on loan. Everyone knew that already. He's already made his debut. He's already scored a goal, which is fantastic for them. Uh, Conor Wickham has gone out on loan to Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, it's nice for him because he's, he's been out of favour. And like, he's a Championship it, player. He's a Championship player and he's also he's had a lot of injuries and he needs to get some game time underneath him. Uh, Aston Villa, um, they've brought in Danny Drinkwater on loan. That's a, from, that's a good time. I think that will work out. I think it will work out in time. I think everyone's expecting too much too quickly from him. Um, Samata, who played for um, for, uh, for for Genk, and he was, well, he played against Liverpool, and he yeah. and he also bagged as well. I actually quite like him, and I think he will do well, but only provided that Villa stay in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, but they have got a good goalkeeper in Pepe Reina. He might be thirty-seven, but he's still a very good goalkeeper. Yeah. And uh, going outwards, nothing major that will affect. Aston Villa there, um, Bournemouth in nothing. Um, Asmir Begovic has gone out on loan to AC Milan. Yeah. Um, Burnley in wise they've got uh, they've got Brownhill from um, Bristol Bristol City, which I think long term great. Lo- yeah, uh, yeah, he's only twenty four, but. The, they're, he's bank, been,
1: they're banking on signing the Premier League. True, again, and they've
0: also—I I think they'll stay up. But yeah. they've—they've been like he's been very good for for Bristol this year, uh, so I think that he will do well. Um, Leicester—they they they, they bought in uh, Ryan Bennett on loan from Wolves, which I thought was a very interesting signing. But they know something; yeah. they must know something. Yeah. Um, Arsenal—they um, um, recalled Eddie Nketiah, who scored against Bournemouth yeah. in, the, in the FA Cup. Uh, in in the week and they've also got in Pablo Mari from uh Flamengo.
1: That's that's a signing to look out for, right? They're, oh, they're, I think and they and, and they've truly he knows tracked what's the journey. Going on there, they've um, truly tracked the Arteta. journey of this. I think Arteta is aware, you know, he's someone he's worked with closely. Um that that's something I would look at, you know, at the end of the day if you spend a lot of time with someone, you have exposure to someone Evidently, look, he he realised that it wasn't the City guy right now, and this is three years ago. Yeah. But if this is his house and Arteta is... uh, This is Arteta's audition for real life, right? Like, he's taking a full managerial role. He's seen something in a player that he wants to buy into. This is is the DNA that he wants to bring to the club. Arteta's first three to five signings, Will completely outline his DNA. Yeah, 100%. And it's funny
0: that the, the, the two signings brought in are defensive. Yep. He already has um, identified the issue with Arsenal and he's brought in defensive players to yep. try and improve them. Um, um, Newcastle, um, they've brought in Lazaro. What a great signing. I have got a lot of time for him. And Ben Sleb, we already spoke about Ben Sleb on the Monday night show. Yeah. Um, Sheffield United. Very big signer. A very big signing in uh, in Sander Burge from Genk,
1: twenty two million smashed their
0: transfer record again.
1: I always I always wonder about a signing like this because where are they going from where they are, right? Well, like
0: it's, where, where does he
1: like? Sheffield United have their
0: they they've had they're, nine they're, players they're, ready they're, to start. They're, they're honestly but strikers who like which, which they're, they're, strikers they're honestly never going to be That's higher than they
1: are right now. So they are, I cuts it. they're just never gonna be better than they are right now so to spend 20 million it, it confuses me be, and, and like good for them for pressing on their situation and don't get me wrong if they can then if they finish sick this year they get into europe they then get a bonus they can then buy players, that, they are, want. Bro, the we'll players, players that are players at a similar level and i'm wrong but right now this is a signing that doesn't fit the dna that team and you know yeah it's it, it, it's a confusing one that I'm not necessarily excited about, and hopefully you punch me in the face when I'm wrong. But I don't love this one.
0: No, I'm not a big fan. But uh, for me, we're going to leave it on City and City injury issues, etc. We all know what's going on. But they've not brought anybody in. How does that affect City? And um, going out, they had uh, Angelina go to Leipzig, which is a great sign yeah. for Leipzig. But how does that leave City? What not coming in?
1: What do you want them to do? Well, they've got the Champions League to worry about. Which is, they have Sané coming back, who is an exceptional football player. I think on their day, they are a better team. I think at face value, I think on their day, they're a better team than Liverpool. Yeah. I think they can feel very comfortable in the situation they're in. I don't think there's any, like, I don't think, punch up, they're not worried about what they're doing. I, don't get me wrong, I think they they do have a big problem at centre-back. Laporte is wonderful. It's He's great a wonderful back. player. Other than that, defensively, are you confident with who City are? Uh, and, uh, no, when you're when you're playing centre midfielders as
0: uh, as your centre halves, then you yeah. know you've got issues.
1: And matter of the fact is, the, the the heartbeat of this exceptional Manchester City team is now playing at centre half. Yeah. So we'll see. But look, I don't. City are not going to win the league. Liverpool are going to win the league. Yeah. So I think right now it's again it's a situation similar to everyone that I've said like. What, unless you're a team in the relegation zone there's no value to twist there is no value to overspend you know if you're in the relegation zone you find that striker. you find someone that can score ten like eight goals between now and the end of the year that can win you twelve points Dean Ashton you remember Dean Ashton oh, did it? There's, there's, there's not many people that can do it if you find it do it but there's not many people that are going to influence the league is kind of set same with Chelsea the league is set we are where we are and I just don't see anything changing, and so that's that's probably why, like UK wide, we we haven't seen that much much of a flurry of activity because everything is playing out the way that it's very transparent. There is no battle. And that's exactly why we are where we are.
0: Exactly that. Um, Stuart Mitchell, thank you very much for this evening. It's the transfer roundup. Uh, We're not wearing yellow ties because we do what we want and we're in LA. So we do what we like. So Um, join us on Monday, um, the normal usual slot for the show. Um, It's two up top with Gav Mac and Stuart Mitchell in association with the male coach, best booze in the whole Northampton uh, and uh, Macau Sports Bar and Grill, the best boozer in the whole of New York. Thank you and goodbye.
1: See ya.